So just, just uh, this morning, last, last week, Paul introduced uh, the series that we're going to go through, and that is the House of Prayer. Now, uh, Pastor Andy sort of gave a key verse uh, for us, and uh, that key verse is found in Matthew 21, 12 to 13. And it says this, Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, my house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. And I'm so ever, ever so thankful that uh, Pastor Andy just clarified that he didn't think family church was a den of robbers. But we do want to be the best house of prayer that we possibly can be, because prayer changes things. There we go. That's, that's, that's all, all I need to say. Uh, so to, today's, today's topic, uh, the first one, is literally, what is prayer? Now, I just want to let you know, this isn't like the foundational skills at preschool, okay? This isn't learning sort of A is for Apple, This is biblical foundations that we can always go back to and we can always find strength in and we can find new foundations to sort of be planted in and grow in. So what I don't want you to do is think, oh, what is prayer? I do this all the time. Whatever stage of life you're at, you could be very mature. I'll say that in the nicest way, very mature. You could have a very mature walk with God. But understanding what is prayer is something that I believe that we, we get revelation on every single time that we, we look at it. So please keep your ears open, your eyes open. Uh, well, no, you could have your eyes closed. Uh, your ears open to what God has got to say and your hearts open to what God has got to say through this. So introducing kind of what is prayer, I, 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 was, I was kind of led, um, led initially to sort of looking at the very beginning. Now, when we look at the very beginning of the Bible, we see this beautiful uh, scene of God creating Adam. Uh, and God is talking with Adam, and he's bringing him all these animals, and he's, God's going, well, Adam, what, what name should we call this one? an elephant what okay yeah we'll go with elephant that's fine uh, and and you've got this communication going uh, and God's asking questions Adam's replying and, and Adam's asking God's questions and God's replying uh, and you see this beautiful uh, a, a partnership with Adam and God uh, and they communicated in in real time physically present with each other. Even after being expelled from the garden, Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel still had this direct present communication with God. And there's a verse which is really sad. It says that Cain leaves God's presence. He sets off and goes outside of God's presence. Now we're talking about sort of literally physically I would I would take the Bible out of that so it is man walking away from God does God walk away from man no it is it is Cain leaving God's presence 
Uh, and then at the end of chapter 4 in Genesis, we see this start of a calling on the name of God from a position outside the physical presence of God. So this could be sort of classed as a first prayer that we would understand it in the sense of, of crying out to God. Okay, we see that these initial generations, they of, of, of sort of the initial generations of mankind they are very aware that God is beyond our physical senses. They are very aware that God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. And they are very present. He operates in a realm outside of time and space that we call either the heavens, heavenly realms, or the spiritual realm. So they speak out knowing that God hears them right from the very beginning. And I love that. It wasn't a journey of like understanding or, or God had made this gauntlet of, of, of an educational um, pyramid to kind of understand how to, to pray or anything. They instantly understand that God can hear them and they cry out to God. They now, though, walk spiritually with God through the physical world we take in with our senses. So very simply put, prayer is that communication with God. It is a way of speaking to God, but also receiving from God. So who has that family member who phones them up, spends half an hour, well, I say talking, just, just talking down the phone, and all you've got chance to do is, mm-hmm, 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 uh, yeah, uh, uh, oh, you've got to go, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> now, apologies, if you can't think of someone, you're probably that person, so <laughs> just... Awkward. I'm sure it's not. You all look very nice. So prayer is not that one-way communication because what do we gain from that? We, we, get an, we get a download of what's on someone else's mind. Yeah, that's, that's kind of nice. Have we had the chance to help them? No, we haven't been able to sort of go get into their, their life. They've, they've just done this massive download of information and then, then gone off. And more often than not, I, I've got a picture of someone and I'm not going to mention it. It's a family member and they're not here, so it's okay. Uh, more often than not, they'll phone up and they'll have exactly the same conversation on that phone. <laughs> and you go, well, it's obviously not resolved, has it? Prayer is a two-way conversation. And as such, it's not a religious it is a relational connection with God. And that is so important. We can see so many people, so many different other religions around the world who they've got to pray at a set time and they've got to say these set words uh, and they, they, they don't hear back from their God. Uh, it is just a ritual that is a tick box exercise that they can say, oh, well, I've prayed this many times and it becomes a religious thing and that's not where we want to be with our relationship with God 
understanding this, especially if you're a new Christian, can completely change the trajectory of your communication, your prayer life with God. Even, even as a mature Christian, you, getting that, that sense of understanding that this is a relationship that you're building with your maker who wants to hear from you changes the way that you operate and changes how your prayer life is. It makes such a difference. So when you come to pray, take that mindset. I'm not just here to talk. I'm here to receive. I'm here to get to know God better. So one way to kind of work out what prayer is, is knowing what prayer isn't. Okay, so we've said it isn't religious. But also, prayer is not a bother to God. Okay? You are not interrupting God's day. God hasn't got his, his Outlook calendar up and going, oh my goodness, this is going to be a squeeze to listen to this one. <laughs> he is waiting for you. Okay? 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 specifically says, it's a very short verse, pray continually. Now, <laughs> that's nice and easy. Um, in, in Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Okay, Ephesians uh, 6.18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep praying for all of the Lord's people. Okay, this is not a God who's asked you to uh, book yourself in, take a ticket, and uh, I'll be with you as soon as I can. And you pick out that ticket and it's 999 and you've just seen number one go in. Okay, it's not like that. He is waiting for you. He is there for you. That is the beauty of our God. Not only omnipresent, but the other omni, which have all of a sudden just dropped out of my head, where he can listen to all of us all at the same time. This also shows that prayer isn't only asking God for things. Now, when we start off, especially if we, we, we've started off as a, a kid, it can be like that, that because how your parents tend to introduce prayer to you as a young person is, oh, you can ask God anything. And you, you, you start off this list of, of, as a little child, go, God, please may I have a good day. Thank you. Amen. Um, dear God, please may I have that new computer game. Amen. Uh, and it, it, it starts off at an early age, actually, of, of, of it becoming that list of things. And sometimes if you're not careful, if we haven't built this relationship up with God, we can take that into our adulthood. We can take that list mentality of going, okay, uh, and, and some people do write out lists. I'm not saying that's a, a bad, bad thing. But when they come to prayer, they will go, oh, dear God, please. Not sing, by the way. That's actually me saying some, some things. Um, they can list out. But it's not like that because that then brings you back to that one-way communication. 
hopefully even the longest of our lists will eventually come to an end if we are to pray continually. So I'm, I'm not saying don't list out your, your, your needs to God, but don't just keep it there. Pray continually. By this, God is really suggesting that as we walk through our lives, as in the original makeup of Adam, we walk it with God. We allow God into every part of our life. I do like that. If, it, if we are to pray continually, that means when we get up in the morning, when we're in the car, like Sam was saying, uh, when, when we're out, out and about, when we're at work, when we're with friends, when we're with we're family, we're praying continually. And that is a lifestyle that we can choose to build. Now, kind of returning back to that prayer not being one way, you can call on God into every part of your day, every day until the end of your life. But actually, if you don't take that time to listen and receive from God, we are missing loads even everything because of that. Taking that time to stop and listen is part of prayer. So silence can be prayerful because we are waiting on God side of the, the communication and God answers. Jeremiah 7.13, it says... Uh, God, God's saying that the, these things uh, to people, re read the whole chapter, it's, it's a lovely chapter. It says, uh, while you were doing all these things, declares the Lord, I spoke to you again and again, but you did not listen. I called you, but you did not answer. And, and it, it, God says, I, I, God puts it in, in the Old Testament there that he's, he's, he's had enough. It's like, I, I can't. You've got yourself too far now going down this line. We had plenty of chances to sort this out, but you didn't. And, and there are consequences in life. And they had to face the, the consequences. When we speak and then listen, when we listen, then respond, we get to know God's heart and will better. As this happens, our prayers change a little. We go through this, this cycle of growing with God. We take that chance to listen. And, and, and let's uh, talk, talking this into your situation. So think of those, these types of situations and you know that God's talked back to you. So, for example, God said not to worry about that. God showed me that wasn't a good path to go down. God's already said to me, keep going. So because we've had that, because we've given time to listen, because we understand that that process, 
our prayers now become something like this. Thank you, Lord, that you have sorted this and I don't need to worry about it. But it is still playing on my mind, so please guide me through, uh, guide my thoughts on the things you want me to think about. Okay, or, Father, you've told me that this isn't a good path to go down, yet I find myself going down it again. Please forgive me and help me find a better way. God, you said keep going. I'm trying, but it's a struggle. I need you to help me. Please help me. And then we listen for God again because he, he answers. And we have that cycle. So you're, you're getting to know God. You're getting to go know God's heart. You're getting to know God's will better. And that changes the way that your communication is with God. You can now be, you can now bypass all the, the, the sort of the more of the list things, knowing that he's taking care of those, and then jump on the, uh, right, okay, we're in this situation now, God. Uh, what do you want me to do in this situation? Prayers become effective when you listen to God and you build a relationship of understanding. You advance your communication with each other. I love that. I, I love the fact that that's not the one way and that it becomes effective because you're doing the work, you're putting the work in. God is talking to you, you're listening, you're, you're changing, you're, you're, you're changing your approach, you're changing your thoughts, you're changing, you are becoming more like God uh, by listening to him and him getting you and showing you his will. Uh, 1 Peter 3, 12. It says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayers. Have we got any unrighteous people in here? <laughs> Just making sure. It's either lightning or trumpets I'm listening out for. Uh, and his ears are att attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Uh, James uh, 5.16. Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a person is powerful and effective. Two very, very clear verses. And uh, they, they speak a lot, lot to me. What, righteousness is being in right standing with God. Now, to be in right standing with God, that means that you have, you've got to ask for forgiveness when you sin. You've got to start. If you've got sin troubling your life, you have got to start your day, your prayers with, Lord, before I even come to you, I am so sorry that I have done these things. I, I need to be in right standing with you because my life is not complete without you. And that's part of repentance, turning from our, our bad ways and then, then heading off. Just, just a little side, side point. There's so many different ways I could, could, could go with this. And it's so hard to contain myself within the, 
the, the, the one, what is prayer? I could go off into so many different angles, but I know that during this whole series, we're going to be touching on, on different how to praise and, 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 and this way. So if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I've got, I've got a really good verse for that, it's probably going to come up in the next couple of weeks. And, and trying not to step on too many uh, other toes uh, talking about this, I, I hope, is, uh, is, is where I'm aiming for. So, so can you imagine you, you, you're now in right standing with God and those promises that for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. He hears you when you are, are righteous. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So is it a case that sometimes when we're praying, we've actually got a blockage? And we need to break that blockage, which is often sin in our life or something, for those prayers to actually be effective. I hope we've got some boats ready. (laughs) It's wet out there. Um, one of the other key verses uh, that we, we, we have for this series is 2 Chronicles 7.14. And it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. Uh, we, we, humility, especially in this age, is a very difficult thing. Uh, the whole world always tells you to pass the blame onto someone else, point fingers at someone else. It's always someone else's fault. So to actually humble yourself and go, God, this was my fault. I made the mistake. That, as God is saying there, can change everything. The other thing is prayer is a place to be thankful. Prayer and praise is, are almost in, inter, interlinked. Okay? Throughout the day, we can be thankful in prayer to God for little things and for big things. Now, I find in my, my life, I, I, I do. I'm, I'm not great at, 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 at prayers, especially sort of on-the-spot prayers or long prayers. I'm, I'm just, my brain just doesn't like that. But what I do really, really like, that might be the same for others. What I do really, really like is, is, is as I go through my day, going, Lord, thank you for that. Even like, ah, oh, the car park looks busy. Ah, oh, there's a space. Thank you, Lord, for that space. <laughs> Always good when that happens. Um, and just those, those little things, you build it into your life. And, pr- and prayer becomes that sort of walk, that day-to-day walk with God, and you're talking to him. So and you're being thankful to him. You're asking him, well, okay, Lord, can there be a car park in space in the car park? And there is one. Thank you, Lord. Just those things constantly. And you find, you find then as you're building on that, that process that it, it comes very naturally in your conversation. Prayer isn't meant to be difficult. 
and we shouldn't ever make it difficult. Uh, Matthew 6, 7 says this. When you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. It's only one little, one little verse that I, I, I highlighted, but there are so many establishments, let, let, let's say, that make prayer difficult. Oh, you've got to have a prayer of X, Y, and Z to be able to reach tier two of the game. Uh, you've got to have, be, be able to, to pray with one, one leg, with one arm. That's only, that's when, when God, it's not meant to be difficult. That's why God made it a conversation. He said, just talk, talk to me. He modeled it in Eden, and, and that's the same thing that we are, are to model with our prayer. And it shouldn't be sort of full of babbling words. Okay, you're not trying to impress God, because I bet you God could come up with a far more intellectual prayer than any one of us or all of us put together. So you're not trying to outdo God by your prayers. He just wants to let you speak what's on your heart to God's heart. And more often than not, by you allowing what's on your heart to be vocalized, that actually unlocks an awful lot on its own. But by just saying that, that enables you to be in a position ready to accept God to speak into your life and saying, this is truthfully on your heart, isn't it? Now let's work on that. Prayer can be audible or it can be silent. It can be private or it can be public. It can be formal. It can be informal. But all prayers must be offered in faith. James 1.6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. We have to have, we, we, we've got to realize that God is listening. And our faith builds when we actually give time for God to speak back and we listen. It's got to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay, in John 16, 23, it says, In that day you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly I tell you. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Okay, he's saying, you can ask in Jesus' name. And that's how we're to pray. And God even gives us his Holy Spirit to speak in the power of and even pray when we don't know what to pray. Okay, Romans eight twenty six. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. And that, that's okay. Sometimes you can be thinking, Lord, I want to I I talk to you. I want to spend some time with you. But my brain is blank. I, I, can't, I can't think. Spirit, lead me. And, 
out of that comes some amazing things, really. You're almost clearing your brain. You're going, God, all this is either junk or, or, or distractions. I'm going to clear my brain for you. And then all of a sudden, seeds start dropping in. What have you thought about that person? That person's needs? Or this situation? Or whatever? And, and even out of that, even if those seeds don't come, he gives us the Holy Spirit, and, and we can have this mutterings, God, oh, God. And, and within that, it is just allowing, opening our heart to the situation. But one little thing, which is a big thing. I don't know why I said little. One other thing. What is prayer? Prayer is the target of the enemy. Satan does not want you to pray. He does not want you to have a relationship with God. He does not want you to pray to him, to listen to him, or any form of communication. And he will try and stop you praying. And if he can't stop you from speaking to God, he will try and distract you from giving, giving yourself time to listen for God. That happens so many times. Uh, and it's always, you, if, if, if there's either something like a prayer chain or, or a friend calls you in distress, it's always, it's never an easy time, is it? It's never, oh, I've been sat around doing nothing. I've been waiting for someone to call for a prayer. I'm glad you have, so now I can dedicate the time to it. It's never like that. It's always in a rush. We've always got something on. We've always got uh, a distraction. And if we manage to do that, that, that prayer, the second that we finish speaking, the phone goes or an alarm goes off or you've got to be somewhere else, that's, that's the enemy trying to distract us from, okay, We've got to give God the time. We've got to, no, not God the time. We need to give ourselves time to listen properly because it's our hectic lives that don't allow us to always hear correctly. And we miss, like it said back in that, that other verse, we miss God talking to us because we haven't given God the time in that situation to listen. Okay? Satan will make you prideful and try, for you to try and hide your sins and put you in an unrighteous position. He will try every trick in his book to, to put you in a bad position. So even something like, like that is so important, okay? If you're prideful, oh, no, that doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to pray. I'm going to act like I'm righteous, but actually I'm not. And what does it say? From the scriptures, it says that our prayers then become, um, yeah, ineffective. And what I love about that, that verse that we previously read is it says pray for the Lord's people. Okay, we're to, to actually pray for each other as well in order to prevent these things from actually happening. Now, a little, little bit of a, a story 
the, the benefit of being a father, and uh, all those fathers will understand this, is that, uh, that you, you, you get the opportunity to embarrass your, your, your kids. Uh, Sam, Sam's already shaking his head. Tove's going slight, slightly pink. I'm just preparing you, okay? Okay, John 17, 15, 16. I'm going to leave you on that knife edge just for a second while I build up to it. Uh, Jesus says, My prayer is not that you take themselves out of the world, but you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world even as I am not of it. So uh, if you've walked in, in, as a Christian for, for some time, you, you, you know that we're to be in the world, but not of the world. Here comes my little demonstration. You know where I'm going, don't you? Okay, so we, we've, we've come back from holiday. Natasha and I have, have been a little bit... Uh, blue, the post-holiday blues, as I'm sure you, you all feel. You don't need to feel sad. We had a fantastic holiday. Um, <laughs> but to try and over, overcome that, what, what happens? We, we're in that situation. We're in that sort of sad, sort of sad place, trying to get over our, our feelings of, uh, of, of getting in, into the game of work and everything. Uh, and the other day, we put our ear pods in. And we had, I suppose you could say, a little bit of a silent disco, Natasha and I. This embarrasses you as well. Uh, and our spirits lifted because we were listening to all kinds of great, great tracks. Uh, it didn't lift our kids' tra uh, sort of moods or, or anything because we were dancing around like absolute crazy people. And there's the end of my demonstration. Thank you. But as we were listening to something else, as we were, were taking in something not at the physical place we were in, we had a different mindset. And, and as with sort of earpods, we can, we can use those to sort of talk to other people. And we have conversations which are outside of the physical circumstances that we, we find ourselves in. Now, hopefully, we don't embarrass ourselves, but the same goes with what God wants. Okay, God wants our prayer and our, our situations to be not of the world. He still wants us in the world because that's how we make changes and we can, we can change other people's lives and we can change ourselves to be more like God. But he doesn't want us of the world. So sometimes we have to physically set ourselves apart. We've got to put our ear pods in. And we've got to block out the world and go, God, this is you, me time. Or any other brand. I'm not trying to, yes, yeah, for marketing reasons, any other brand will do. Um, let's, let's say God pods. That'll do. Whew. Yes, yeah, uh, copyright that. Um, we've got to put our, our, our God pods in. And we've got to take in and communicate with God outside of everything which is going around. Because then he can change your heart 
and change the feeling of those circumstances and change the difficulty of those circumstances because we are connected to him and not connected of the world. Now, we are a house of prayer. That's where we want to be. We want to develop our, our prayers even more. Um, and, and part of that, we, we've always had these cards. And we do, we do do prayer requests and we do do praise reports. But I, I thought it more specific to sort of point these out now. So that we can start thinking about others and we can start letting other people know all these things that they are getting from God and letting other people know that there is that communication. Prayer does work. Prayer is effective. So just at the the back, we have these prayer requests uh, that you can write down your prayer requests. And we will all stand together with you and pray over those circumstances until they break until we have an answer. And I promise you, we will have an answer because we have a God who answers. And the beauty of this card is you've only got to flick it around and then you've got the praise report. Because like I said, part of prayer is being thankful to God and going, thank you, Lord. And that's all on one card. You can even keep the card. I don't know, can you keep the card? I don't know. It would be nice to have them on both, but it doesn't matter. That's uh, just a, a little thing. Um, but, but let us all share in that praise, and we will share that together. Now, just as we kind of wrap up, just what is prayer? Does everyone feel like they know prayer a little bit better? Good, okay. As we just sort of wrap up this prayer, what I, uh, what I really wanted to kind of leave you with is this new sense of boldness with your prayer. I want you to be bold in your prayers. I want you to go to God knowing that he will answer, but go to God with that time set aside to listen to God. Go with that boldness knowing that that prayer is going to be effective because God's word says it will be effective. So in in finishing, I thought it would be a lovely idea because sometimes we're not that bold to come up the front. What I wanted to do is as we finish this service and as we we leave, I would like some of the the leaders and myself will be just, just there and I want every one of you just to, if it's okay with you, for us, just to place a hand on your shoulder, arm, hand, or no touch, whatever is, is, is best for you. And we're just going to pray something really simple over each and every single one of you. And that prayer is, in the name of Jesus, I pray you be filled with the Holy Spirit and that you have a deeper revelation of God this week. That's all we're going to say. So nothing, nothing bizarre, strange, anything like that. We're just going to pray, and I'll, I'll ask the leaders uh, when, we, when we get to that stage to, to go up. Place a hand in the name of Jesus. I pray you are filled with the Holy Spirit and have a deeper revelation of God.
through prayer.